Welcome to the Jump Around with Blake Dudonis, my podcast on women's basketball. It's been a minute. Took about a two-month break from the podcast. If you follow me on Twitter, then you know had some good stuff going on in my life, but I am excited to have the podcast up and rolling again. WNBA season started this weekend, which is obviously thrilling. Had some great games already. And then, as you know, we do things a little differently here on the Jump Around. So with the WNBA season starting, wanted to talk to a professional player, but someone who's not in the WNBA, someone who has been there before and has gone through an incredible amount of adversity and someone who just ended her pro season overseas, someone that I've really wanted to get on for quite some time. It's uh, Jackie Jamelis. Jackie, a former number one player in the country in high school, played at USC, got drafted into the league to Minnesota, had some ups and downs, which we're going to get into. Five ACL surgeries. Unbelievable. And she's still getting after it overseas, still making a career out of it, and still killing it. She has an incredible story, an incredible background. She's someone I just think is a a great person, and I'm really excited to get her on. So we'll get Jackie on the phone right now, and we'll be right back. This is The Jump Around. And welcome back to the Jump Around, and joining me, as promised, it is Jackie Jamelis. Jackie, I appreciate it. Back stateside after another successful season overseas. Congrats to you, and thanks so much for taking the time out of your day for me. Hey, no problem. Thanks so much, and thanks for having me on here. I'm really excited. Well, I am excited because I just think your your story is fascinating. And uh, before we get into all the nitty-gritty stuff, I want you to take us all the way back to being raised in California, coming up through high school as one of the top and really the top high school player in your class. Just take us through, was was basketball always your everything? Were you just naturally gifted at it? Were you someone that really had to work at it? Just kind of take us through all that. Yeah, um, geez, that's a long time ago. High school basketball <laughs> definitely <laughs> um, a, a great time in my life and a great point in my career that um, yeah, I was always someone that had to work really hard, uh, to get to where I was at that time. Um, my dad had me pick up, me and my sister pick up a basketball when we were about seven years old. Um, and my sister's a year older than me, so she was always a little bit better. Um, and so it was really good for me to have that, um, uh, person to push me every day. Um, and go outside in front of the front yard and try and beat her one-on-one every day. Um, my dad was an ex-player as well, so he knew a lot about basketball. Um, and it, it was just something I worked really hard at day in and day out. Um, I, I was taller. I was the height that I am now. Um, I junior in high school, so that was really helpful. Um, but I definitely worked on my ball handling since I was a little girl and you know, tried to tried to be a point guard, a tall point guard at a young age. Um, I got my shooting stroke from my dad, I think. I shoot exactly like him. <laughs> uh, but we were constantly putting up shots every single day, 500 shots a day, since as long as I can remember. Um, 
So yeah, it was definitely something I love to work to be really good at. Sure, sure. Well, it paid off. Uh, again, number one uh, rated recruit in the 2006 class. You you go, you sign with USC, and then the start of, of what ended up unfortunately being a, a common theme, you, you suffer that first ACL tear uh, heading into USC. That first time it happens, um, you know, I've never been through it, thankfully, but um, obviously painful. You start thinking about all the what ifs, but can you kind of take us through when that happened and what your thought process was then? Yeah, um, so it was the last game of my senior year in high school, about two weeks before um, the McDonald's All-American game. Uh, I was going into my first season at USC the following year, and I was really excited for that. Um, I think the recruiting process for me was uh, a little bit different for most people. I ended up uh, committing to University of Connecticut when I was uh, really young. I was 15 years old, so my recruiting process kind of um, was altered in a way because I committed so early, and then I decommitted, and then things got a little crazy, and then I, I narrowed it down to USC at the end so I could stay closer to home. Um, but when I, when I had that first injury, it was obviously unexpected, you know, no great, no player for that matter um, thinks they're going to have such a devastating injury. And I for sure didn't think I was going to have to go through uh, an ACL injury. It was something that I had never even sprained a finger before, done anything before. So it was a huge um, shock for me. Um, And it was the first time that I had to sit out on the sidelines and watch. And that was so hard for me. Um, and then when I found out I was going to have to redshirt my first year at USC is when I really, really had a hard time with that because I I couldn't believe it. I thought that it would be something I could have a surgery and hurry up and get my rehab going, uh, but that was definitely not the case. Um, so I was devastated. I, I missed out on that, um, that McDonald's All-American game. I missed out on the state championship my senior year because the you know I got hurt the game before that. Um, so a lot of things that were really bothering me, um, and it was hard for me. I was I was still a young kid dealing with something like that, and and then people telling me maybe it won't be possible for me to come back and be the player that I was. Um, so, so a lot of different things were going on in my head, but. I was still determined to have a good physical therapy at USC. I knew they were going to take care of me and get back on the basketball court. So yeah. that's how it was in my, my first experience when I went down. Yeah, And then, unfortunately, you, you go down again and then again, and it just keeps happening. Um, I imagine that was a pretty dark time of your life. Is that a fair assumption? Yeah, very fair. Uh, I went down uh, four more consecutive times after that, so I ended up doing it five times throughout my six years at USC. Um, You know, it was just back-to-back and disappointment after disappointment, and it got to a point where uh, doctors and physical therapists and friends and family and people were just asking me, uh, to please stop playing just because maybe I wasn't meant to play the game. Uh, so that was really hard for me to deal with. And 
like you said, an extremely dark period of my life, but I think that in a lot of ways it did help me. Um, it shaped who I am today. Um, I got a, a master's degree out of it at USC, so there's a lot of good things that came out of it. Uh, I only played in 56 games in my college career, which I missed out on. Um, but then on the flip side, you know, I'm a 30, 30 year old basketball player that didn't play for about five, six years of my career. So I, I feel maybe you could say better in some ways than other 30 year olds. Cause I didn't put those miles on <laughs> yeah. during that time. Yeah. Young 30, Jackie, uh, a young, fresh 30. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. You know, I, I always try and think of the good things that came out of it. Um, but but during that time, it was just, you know, it's hard to for other people to imagine, but it's just, it was really, really difficult because I, I loved playing basketball so much and I had this dream and I had uh, all these goals that I still wanted to fulfill, uh, but I just wasn't able to fulfill them. So yeah. definitely, definitely difficult. Well, you, and I say this is a compliment, but you, you, you're a little crazy because you just kept going and just kept coming back and kept rehabbing and just fighting through it. And you still had a career and you still get drafted into the WNBA, which again, despite all of that, which I, I doubt many people besides yourself really honestly believed you would even have a shot to do that. But Minnesota takes you in the third round. You get a chance to go into a training camp, and I know it didn't work out that first time, but then you go overseas to Greece and you put up 17 a game and you're playing professional basketball. I mean, the the emotional high then after that even, it had to be a pretty good feeling for you, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you said it. Uh, I think in the end I was rewarded and got everything that I wanted. Uh, I wasn't going to stop until I, I made a WNBA appearance. Uh, and when I was able to do that in 2015 with the Chicago Sky, um, everything made sense for me after that. And, um, you know, it was, it, like I said earlier, it just wasn't going to be something that I felt I wanted to stop until I had proven my point, until I had fulfilled what I needed to fulfill for myself. Um, and, you know, regardless of what everybody else thought, even my family, uh, I knew I, I knew what I was going to do, um, and of course there were times where I felt, you know, maybe I wasn't going to be able to do it because I was starting to question if this really is what I'm supposed to be doing. But for some reason, I stuck with it, and I guess it's that um, burning passion that I had for basketball, um, and it, and it ended up being the best decision of my life because here I am. You know, years after, I'm still playing professionally, and I'm traveling the world, and I'm playing at the highest level in Europe, uh, and I love doing what I what I'm doing. I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah, when you when you're growing up, and you know, in America, and that's your dream to play professional basketball. It's you know, it's the WNBA. It's not there's not too many people saying, "Oh, I want to grow up and play just overseas." Right? You want to aim for for the WNBA, and you mentioned Chicago, you, you did get to play, you hit that three ball, which is on YouTube. If you haven't watched it, look it up. It's awesome. The whole bench went nuts. <laughs> it was, that was a, that was a good feeling, but for you to be playing professional basketball and, and like you said, getting to travel and see all these places, your career obviously has not been what you, you know, maybe envisioned, but what it's been has, has still resulted in some pretty cool stuff. Ha, has there been a moment, uh, over the course of your career that you've 
maybe more than others that you've looked around and been like, holy crap, this is awesome. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you said it, you hit it right on the dot. Um, I envisioned my, you know, when I was in high school and you brought up all these, um, you know, these things that were going on in my life in high school being one of the top players in my class. I had this vision of being in the WNBA, you know, and, and winning WNBA championships and being one of the greatest players that ever lived. You know, I had these dreams and these goals. And then those things were altered after the injuries. Um, and then I found myself having this amazing career overseas. And, yeah, and that's exactly it. I walk around in these unbelievable parts of uh, different countries, Italy, Spain, Greece, and I just can't, I can't thank God and everybody else around um, for how lucky and fortunate I am to be living this life, uh, paying, you know, getting paid to play basketball in these unbelievable parts of the world and traveling and seeing so many different things. It's really uh, an experience that I'm so grateful for, and I, I think I'm, I. I always tell myself I'm lucky every single day of my life when I wake up and I can, uh, you know, go experience a new part of, of the world uh, just on an off day in my on my team. We have a day off. Hey, let's go down to the Amalfi Coast and, you know, go check out Positano or let's go to the Coliseum in Rome or <laughs> let's go to the, you know, whatever it is. It's just my life is unbelievable and I'm so grateful and so thankful. With with your overseas career, which has been stellar, you still have uh, had chances. Last year, uh, you signed with Vegas. Uh, we're, we're playing with them for a minute in, in camp. Um, so there's still that itch to to get in that league. Do you still do you still kind of have that? Do you still have those aspirations or, or those wondering if you can you can get back into the league? Yeah, of course I do. Uh... I think at this point, the WNBA is a super uh, plus for me and my career. And it's nice to, to have an eight-month season overseas and then come home and have four months off. Uh, but at the same time, if I get that opportunity to play in the WNBA, it's just it's another added bonus to what I do. And um, it, it's definitely still an itch. And if I can get into the right situation and and be under the right program for myself, you know, that's definitely what I would want to do. But you know how hard it is to make sure yeah. the NBA roster. Yeah. Um, I, don't ha- I don't have to say that out loud. Everybody knows that, but it's the truth. And it's, it's hard to land somewhere and, and consistently stay there. So. Yeah. What, what, let's just, Obviously, I'm I'm a fan of you, and I, I hope it happens. But I'm just for the sake of this conversation. Let's say it doesn't happen. Let's say that you you have you have played every game that you're going to play in the WNBA. Uh, you continue playing overseas, having the same levels of success. Will you still feel whenever you hang them up for good? Will you still feel accomplished? Will you still feel satisfied that yes, I I did, I I, I hit out, I hit my goals. It's I haven't been asked this question in a long time and I feel like it's the first time that I could say yes Mm. Um, just because uh, now I'm 30 I think hopefully I've got three, four maybe five more years left to play Um, 
And I think that the biggest thing for me was making that league and, and being a part of that league. And when I was able to fulfill that dream in 2015 is when I, I, I kind of took a deep breath and I just said, okay, I did it. Mm. And I felt really, really good. And I felt better about my situation and everything. Um, and the life that I'm living overseas, I think it, it's so fulfilling for me. Uh, and I really love it. And uh, like I said, WNBA is just an added bonus. If it happens, I'm so grateful and happy, and I hope it does. But if it doesn't, my answer to your question is yes. Yeah, that's good to hear. Hey, and remember, Jackie, you're you're, yeah. you're a young thirty. Remember, you know, four or five more years. We got like nine or ten more years, man. We got fresh legs right hey. now, right? <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. I, and, you know, I always told myself I'm not playing past 35. I'm hanging them up after that. <laughs> well, you've got other things in your life that that are going on, and we'll we'll get towards that in in a minute. I do want to ask you though, with going overseas, something that obviously a lot of uh, people over here maybe haven't followed as much in the states. Was there anything surprising uh, about playing pro overseas that caught you off guard, for better or for worse? That over time you've you've come to realize. Uh, yeah, uh, the transition overseas is definitely something player American players have to adjust to um, in, in both aspects, on and off the court. Um, off the court, it's just a different pace and it's a different lifestyle, um, just kind of trying to acclimate to their ways uh, definitely takes time. Um, on the court, it's different as well. I think the game is played more with your head overseas, um, a lot more things to think about, um, and versus, you know, in the WBA and in America, we play with our athleticism and our quickness and our speed, um, and, you know, talent can, can take you a long ways here. I think overseas talent is great, but, but you have to play again with, with your head. Um, and it's been, a very challenging experience for me because I think I'm an instinctual type of player. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, I guess you could say talented, instinctual type of player, but um, making that adjustment and, and adding those components to my game overseas has really completed me as a basketball player. So um, those are definitely the biggest differences on the court. Um I mean, off the court, they just move differently, and they have a different mentality usually on a lot of things. I can't really think of so many things specifically, but people that have been there and played there, they know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, so, yeah, that, I guess that's that's yeah. what I think there. Is, are, are those... In those areas, are those the ways you've kind of felt yourself grow uh, the most as a player over the course of your professional career? Yeah, absolutely. Um European basketball, it's, you know, you, you can look at, watch a game here and then watch a game in the WBA and say, well, the WBA, there's such better players. Uh, but, you know, you bring, you bring talent, uh, American talent over there, and it's just as good there, especially the top leagues, the EuroLeague teams. And, you know, they're now bringing a lot of those European players to the WNBA because they're, not only are they good, but they're smart and they're great team players. Uh, so I've learned a lot from the Euro League and some great European players, um, and and it's been very beneficial to my game. Um, 
and I think I've grown a lot as a player just, you know, by playing here, definitely. Um, I want to transition now to something that for just for complete honesty, for people listening, we did not discuss going over this. So I'm hoping Jackie is game to talk about this because I just I need to ask for my own sake. And if you don't want to talk about it, then just walk me off it. OK, I, I won't take offense. But you have the <laughs> sweetest sleeve ever of tats. And I want to talk <laughs> about this. I want to talk about your first one and. Just if you've always wanted them because they look awesome, and I just I had to ask. <laughs> um, okay, so I got my first tattoo when I was fifteen. Believe it or not, um, I don't even think that's legal. But uh, <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, <laughs> California's different. I get it; it's all good. <laughs> yeah, um, and my parents flipped. And this was you know, when I was in high school. And the very first tattoo I got, it said, Born to Ball. Oh, that's great. Uh, that is so good. Yeah. And, yeah. And I got it on my back. So you could, in my uniform, you could see it on my shoulder blade. And it says, Born to Ball. Um, and that's where it all started. And from from then on, you know, once you get one, it's hard to stop because getting them and keep getting them uh and then you know i i started seeing a lot of players with sleeves and you know a lot of people in general with sleeves and i just said god i I have one sleeve for so long i think it just looks so cool um and i love tattoos so when i got to chicago is when i made my decision to start my half sleeve my half sleeve so i got it from the from the elbow up uh, and you know, my teammate at the time was Tamara Young and Cappy Pondexter, <laughs> so they're filled with yeah. tattoos, and I think they had a little, uh, re- they were a little reason for me why I was inspired to start when I got there. <laughs> they're whispering in your ear, get another one, get another one, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know what, I remember Cappy actually saying, don't do it, don't do it. She, You know, she's full of tattoos, so it was, it was kind of funny to hear her say, don't do it. <laughs> And you went against but, the advice of your veteran teammate. Yeah, <laughs> I sure did. And, and I filled my arm up, and I'm really happy still about my decision. I, I, I like, I love them. I yeah. love tattoos. So, yeah. well, seriously, uh, if you haven't seen them, you need to look. Jackie's they're they're sweet. I, I'm not cool enough to ever pull off anything like that, so I guess I <laughs> admire someone who is. So uh, maybe that's my infatuation <laughs> with it. But. Um, Another thing, we, I kind of alluded to it earlier, you do have some other things in your life, and, and one of the more recent things is that you've launched a clothing line. Um, I know that's a little, a little bit different, but I know you're excited about it, so I would love to, love to hear all about where, where it came from, why now, and, and just a little bit about it for people who don't know. Yeah, um, so, you know, I don't even, it's weird hearing you say I've launched a clothing line, because, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't even know how big it's going to be or how small it's going to be or where it's going to go from here. I, I just know that, um, you know, I love fashion and, uh, I think the industry that I'm in, we're able to express ourselves. Um, and having my own little line or start to starting to brand, uh, you know, using my name, I guess, and my story and kind of the things that I've been through is always something that I wanted to do but I never found the time to do it. 
uh, and I started watching a lot of other WNBA players uh, launching T-shirts and and clothing lines, I guess you can say, and, and kind of putting their thing their their stuff out there through clothing. Uh, and I just thought it was such a great idea, and it's always been something that I've seen because I lived in LA for seven years, and that's a really big fashion place, and I was always around it. So I thought to myself, you know, through my story, I would like to to make something to do something with that and. Why not, you know, have um, inspirational things on T-shirts and see if other people like them and um, want to be a part of it. So my, I made, I created my logo based on kind of who I am. Um, I'm a Greek American basketball player, so it's kind of a Greek American theme. And uh, the number of stars on my logo represents each of my ACL chairs. Uh, and then beyond that, just trigger words that I've used in my career perseverance and that's another shirt that I came up with um and then another shirt I came up with was one of my tattoos um it's the magic of risking everything for a dream that nobody sees but you and I think when that quote was sent to me it was around the time that I made the WNBA um one of my old coaches sent me that and I just I fell in love with it Uh, I just felt like it really defined me um as a basketball player after my injuries and I put that on a shirt, and yeah, so I'm just kind of trying to create something that uh, tells my story and that can inspire other people that might be going through the same thing. Yeah, you you obviously allude to your story, which is unique, and I, I, I think it's safe to say you've kind of embraced the adversity you've gone through with kind of we're kind of doubling back to, to what we talked about earlier. But I'm just interested in that. Is that a recent thing? Is that was it after you played with the Sky in fifteen? What when was this kind of embracing or or just you feeling like yeah you know what I have accomplished my goals? When when did all that kind of come in full circle for you where you've been able to just kind of go forward and just be like yeah let's let's tell my story let's be proud of my story let's let's be proud that I'm playing mm-hmm. professional basketball you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I think I was trying to be that person um, early on, you know, trying to be that inspiration, trying to um, be be an example for other people that are having a hard time going through that injury. And it was hard for me to accept that I was the poster child of this injury mm. um, in women's basketball. And it was hard for me to accept that because, that's not the route and the road that I wanted to take. Um, But like you said, I think after I made the WNBA, it kind of was something that I said, okay, I'm going to own it. You know, I can own it now because I I still was able to do what I wanted to do. And now I can truly feel like I can tell other people you can still do it. You can still come back and be just as successful as you would have been before, maybe in a different way, but you can still do it. Um, so I really, really bought into that, and I, I truly believe that I, I could help, I can help a lot of players and, uh, you know, people in other sports or whatever it is, uh, help them overcome this because uh, it is doable, and, you know, for it to happen one time, um, I, always, I always tell players, you know, it's, 
you can still come back as the same player that you were before. It just takes time and dedication. If it happens, you know, two or three times, uh, it is, it's still possible, you know, and, um, it's just a matter of how bad you want it. And I think in my case, I just wanted it really bad. Um, so I was able, I was able to overcome it. Um, but yeah, I, I'm all for it now. And, um, I, you know, I like I like talking about everything that I, I went through, and it doesn't bother me anymore. Um, I've definitely accepted it, and I hope that I can use it to help other people. Yeah, that's good stuff. All right. Now, Jackie, you are going to be now the guinea pig. Uh, we've done a lot of episodes of The Jump Around, but we've never done this. But we're throwing in a wrinkle. So I'm going to give you 10 questions, okay? Kind of rapid fire. Some of oh, them geez. are basketball-related. Some of them are not basketball-related, but just... Don't think. Just give me the first answer that comes off the top of your head, okay? Oh, yeah. Okay, let's do it. All right, here we go. What was the first concert you ever went to? Alicia Keys. Oh, that's great. Yeah. How, how old are you? <laughs> I said rapid fire. Now I want to know more. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, In high school, like, I wasn't a big concert person. So I went in high school and what was it? Mm-hmm. I think it was L.A. Okay. But I know it was Alicia Keys because I just remember saying, oh, my God, this is the best yeah. concert, best concert, you know, whatever. That's, yeah. that's good. That's good. You can be proud of saying that one. So good for you. Uh, <laughs> what? Where is the favorite, your your most favorite place that you've ever played? And that could be one game. I don't mean, like, specifically for a full season, but just, like, even if it's one arena or anything like that. Uh, Chicago Sky. Good answer. Uh, yeah. <laughs> your most memorable game? Probably uh, at USC in the Pac-12 tournament against Washington. Uh, I made a three-point shot to send the game into overtime. Nice. And then in overtime, I made another three to put us up by one. And kind of wrapped the game up. So that was a big, that was a big game. That that's a game that came to my mind. Nice, very good. Uh, what is your favorite food? Hot dogs. <laughs> really? That is not what I expected. <laughs> yep, uh, hot dogs. That's great. I, mean, I can't say no more. That's great. Fan- that, we're good. We'll walk off. That's that's good. Uh, <laughs> who's the funniest teammate you've ever had? Ava Lisitz, uh, she's Slovenian, and she was my teammate this past year in, uh, at Skio in Italy. She is the funniest teammate person that I've ever met in my life. Okay, very good. Um, who is the most difficult player you've ever had to guard? Uh, I'm thinking about this. Oh. I don't want to think about this because you told me not to. I know. I just first person you thought about. Ask Simone Augustus. There you go. That's a good one. Yeah. Mo, you're a young 30. Moan's, Moan's a young 30-something else, a little bit older. <laughs> she sat out She sat yeah. out last night. Uh, she's feeling I a little bit. Said, I could have said Maya Moore okay. uh, yeah. in Minnesota training camp. That was pretty difficult as well. Yeah. Yeah. Minnesota has a couple of good players, so that's, uh, that's fair. Yeah. But I... I actually had to guard Simone Augustus when she played in Kursk, and I was in Salamanca the week game, so I was like legitimately guarding her in a game. How'd that go? 
you know, it, it didn't go as bad as I <laughs> as it could have gone. <laughs> um, good. It was it was all right. Okay. We're okay. I mean, okay. We don't know what so we'll just leave it at that. Okay. Very good. Moving on. Uh, what is your most <laughs> embarrassing moment? Uh, this is a thinker. Yeah, I know. This, this one, a that's thinker. a tough one. I know, I know. I, I wish I would have known this one earlier. You want, this is super hard you want to answer because I don't want to say anything too embarrassing. Right, right. Even though I asked for the most embarrassing, you know? I realize that you're going to give me like the ninth most embarrassing, which would go against. Exactly. I get it. You know, we can come back to it. We can come back to it. Yeah, let's come back to that I, one. I'll that's, let you think on really it. Tough. That's fine. What is your second favorite movie of all time? Second favorite movie of all time. I'm gonna go with Goonies. Okay, a classic. That's an excellent pick. Yeah, classic, classic, classic. But one of my favorites. One of my all-time favorites. Where is somewhere you have yet to go that you really want to? Uh, Thailand. Thailand. Yeah. Okay. All right. And then last one before we double back. If you were stuck on a desert island. For the rest of your life, and you only got to watch one TV show, what would it be? I'm going to go with Shameless. I've never seen Shameless. Oh my gosh, I was going to say, tell me you've seen it. No, I, I literally and I don't know what it's about. I chose, I chose Shameless not because it's my favorite, but because it makes me laugh, and if I'm stuck on an island... <laughs> I'm gonna want to laugh. So you thought about that good. You answered that very thoughtfully. Good for you. That's well done, Jackie. That was bad. Yeah, I, you know, it's the, and I'm still trying to think of my most embarrassing moment, but nothing's coming to mind that I want to tell you. <laughs> well, I didn't ask you what, if you wanted to tell me. That's not what I asked. I asked specifically for an embarrassing moment. Okay, I will. I'm gonna alter this since you're my first one, and I'm gonna give you a break because you've been very, uh, very nice, and you've you've shared your story. Uh, do you have an embarrassing moment uh, on a basketball court? Um, yeah, of course I've had an embarrassing moment on a basketball court. I mean, like it, everyone hates to fall. Like I, <laughs> I've fallen with no contact. You know, I've fallen just like trotting back to the defensive <laughs> end, just like you know, like a backwards jog and just falling. Like that's happened to me more than once. Um. But you know, I'm I'm the type of person that can kind of laugh it off and kind of laugh with the crowd and just yeah. keep it going. Um, and another embarrassing moment on the court. Hmm. Why well, I'm really bad at this. I, this is not a good question for me. No, clearly you've hung up on this one. That's okay. But we'll you know we'll yeah. we'll get you back in a few months. Next time I see you in person. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to ask you. Okay. <sighs> anyway, anyway, Jackie, thanks for joining us. No, I'm kidding. Uh, last thing, and I'll get you out of here. For people who want to follow you, they want to hear more about your story, want to see your journey, you know, clothing, whatever it is, um, is there a, a place that people should go to, to check everything out? Uh, yeah, my Instagram is a good place for that. It's uh, Jackie, my name, J-A-C-K-I 23. Um, that's my Instagram handle. And my website, it's my first and last name, JackieGamellis.com. Uh, and I'm going to be updating that 
uh, often as well. So those two places are probably the best. You're one of my favorite Instagram follows because I feel like I get to experience traveling in in Europe uh, without going anywhere. So I do I do oh recommend if you have an Instagram, go follow her because it is fun. It really is, and I really actually mean that. So that's awesome. Um, and okay, so now this is actually the last thing for people who are just hearing about you for the first time. Maybe maybe someone's listening and they're like, I don't even know who Jackie is. What is it? What's the main thing? What's the what's the top one or two things that you want people to know about you? What what is it that that Jackie is trying to leave legacy wise? You know what what is it that you hope when people watch you, know you, whatever, they walk away going, man, that Jackie, blank. Well, I hope it's um, it has something to do with my journey. Um, and the things that went went on injury wise uh, throughout my career, I I think it's important for for other players and and people to have an example of someone who um, had to endure a lot of adversity in in their career uh, just to kind of follow a dream. So that's definitely, I guess you could say, the legacy I hope to lead. Uh, and just be an inspiration to other to other people and players. Um, the dreams are still possible through injury, no matter how many times it happens. And just having that burning passion and desire to want to play the game that you love, um, everything is possible. So, well, you have the, yeah. Go ahead. No, no, that, that's it. That, that's it. I was just going to say, you, you have been an inspiration. I, I know you have been, and uh, I'm certainly an admirer of and a fan of you. Um, hope you know that, and I know a lot of other people are too. But, Jackie, I really... I appreciate that. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. you taking time to, to share your story, to not share your embarrassing story, and for spending some time <laughs> with us here this weekend. In all sincerity, I really i am um, glad we got to, to have you on. Thank you so much for sharing your story, and uh, best of luck going forward. Thanks, Blake, so much. This was a lot of fun. I, I really enjoyed it. And Jackie Jamelis, really appreciate her spending some time with us and sharing her story. If you missed it, again, her Instagram is J-A-C-K-I-2-3, Jackie23, and then her website, Jackie Jamelis, her last name, G-E-M-E-L-O-S.com to check out everything she's doing. Huge fam, uh, a great person. We met last year during the All-Star Game, the WNBA All-Star Game in, in Minneapolis, and just someone that just you, you'll want to talk to, just has that kind of vibe to her, and certainly will be we're cheering for her, and we hope we we'll see her back in the league sometime soon. Thank you for listening to The Jump Around, whether it's on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play. It's appreciated. And if you listen on iTunes, could leave a rating or review. I would appreciate that as well. You can find me on Twitter always at Blake Dudonis, and until next time, this is The Jump Around.